This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunas all back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a fantastic week up to this point. I know it's only Tuesday, but it's still worth the manners. Um, good morning, uh, everybody joining us live today. I set this one quite early. Uh, and so Martin Harvey getting in there first. I love this follow-up comment saying, woohoo, my debut at being first all the way from poolside in Santorini. I hope you're having a fantastic time, mate. Good morning to Olu and good morning to Anthony and Vegas, Guna and Damien and Matt G. Good morning, guys. Guna 8, David, uh, Martin, Kaiser, Paul, Stephen. Good morning. Uh, big fats of Lackey. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Clincy and Christopher. Uh, good morning to Arsenal Analyze. Good morning to Dave and Afsar as well. Hope you've all had a great start to your weeks and everybody else, of course, joining us in the chat box as well. So indeed, let's crack on with today's show. I need to talk to you first about the biggest bundle prize you've seen so far. You're not going to want to miss out on this one. 199 tickets available for this, but already a quarter of them have sold uh, and we're only less than a day into it. Started last night. Um, and actually, let me talk you through what this is. So Arsenal Mega Bundle featuring signed memorabilia from Robert Perez, Freddie Jungberg, Patrick Vieira and more match day tickets, brand new home away and third options, you know, I mean, I could run through all the bullet points. Robert Pires signed and custom frame shirt. A Freddie Jungberg signed and a custom frame shirt. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp signed and framed shirt. Tony Adams, Charlie George, Liam Brady signed and framed custom Arsenal shirt. Two hospitality tickets to Arsenal against Zurich at the Emirates Stadium in the Europa League on the 3rd of November. Two hospitality tickets to Arsenal against Brighton in the stadium in the Carabao Cup. Uh, a 2022-23 Arsenal home and away shirt, a Ray Parler signed Arsenal montage, and a Paul Merson signed Arsenal montage. This is a ridiculous price. Uh, a ridiculous price. Um, so do get involved. Link in the description. There's an early bird price up at 7.96 before it goes up um, very soon, I think, um, to... In fact, is it... 
already ended no it's still there you can still enter at that price it says so uh do get involved before that early bird price runs out quite a ridiculous opportunity there moving on to today's stories uh arsenal against psv has been postponed uh it's ironic because i was talking about this yesterday and the day before with, with a lot of confidence actually that it was going to go ahead but it seems as though this cannot happen it's a little bit baffling a little bit baffling indeed that we're in a situation whereby the Chelsea game against Salzburg on Wednesday can go ahead, but Arsenal's game against PSV, which is the only game in the European competitions in London on Thursday night, I believe, can go ahead. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I know that it's a policing problem, but how? Why is it Wednesday's fine? And Thursday's not fine? I'm not going to try and speculate as to why or why this is. Goodness me. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I really, really don't know. But... Uh, it is what it is. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, however, in more positive news, uh, I don't know why it says Mika Bireth <laughs> returns for the PSV game. I must not have changed the thing. But what this is, is uh, Brentford versus Arsenal is going ahead on Sunday. So you were worried about not getting any Premier League action until uh, after the international break. Good news, Arsenal will be playing Brentford. It's a slightly earlier time, so apologies for those that live in the West. Uh, you're going to have to get up even two hours earlier than it was before. It's been moved to 12 midday, so that's when it will kick off. I actually arrive on my honeymoon two hours before kickoff now, uh, so I'm going to have to quickly make my way to the hotel and start off the honeymoon right by watching Brentford against Arsenal. Um, I may do a a recording, just a quick like 10 minute clip self-recorded video when I get 10 minutes to myself at some point. I'm sure that will happen. It's a relaxing holiday. I'm sure I'm going to get 10 minutes at some point to to have a chat. So I might record something and put it out to you guys for the uh, for the Monday morning um, show. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's great that it's going ahead. I, I'm really looking forward to the fact that we don't have to wait all the way through to Spurs against uh, on, on the 1st of October. So that's good news. But it's bizarre that like Man United's game against Leeds has been cancelled in Manchester. And yet Arsenal's game against Brentford in the London area can go ahead. I don't know. I can't make sense of it. I, as I said before, I don't really want to speculate, to be honest. Uh, it's a little bit of a strange one. Um, I'll have to wait and see what happened in the end. But fingers crossed we can come over as well. Uh, we was going to do the PSV preview tonight. Obviously, we won't be doing a PSV preview. What I thought, instead of me having to rearrange everything and, you know, muck guests around from the from the Discord server, we're just going to do the, the preview for the Brentford game tonight. I know that we don't have all the team news, etc., but we still should be able to put together uh, a good preview. We'll have shows leading up to that day. I leave on Saturday afternoon slash evening. So there'll be an 8am show on Saturday. Um, so there's plenty to uh, be discussing ahead of this one. So preview show tonight, 8pm live on the channel. Um, Semi-auto offsides are set to be adopted by the Premier League supposedly from next season. Of course, this is uh, the system being implemented across UEFA and FIFA competitions. It will be at the World Cup in the summer and is currently being trialled in the Champions League uh, at the moment. And it's going very well. It's been very much approved and people are very much liking what they're seeing from the semi-auto offside. So hopefully it's something that we should get in the Premier League from next season. Um, now, the head of kind of talent identification, if you will. Yusuf Sajad has left Arsenal. This is a real shame. He's someone who really did help Arsenal to identify 
some massive talents at the club. The likes of Salah Adin, Mika Biereth, of course, um, have come through and, and been spotted. Raw Waters was found by, by Yusuf as well. So a real loss. He is set to take up a new job elsewhere, but it is a big loss to Arsenal. And uh, Per Matazaka will now be on the lookout for um, a new person to come in and help them identify more talent. But he's had a huge impact on Arsenal, found some really good young players, and he will be a big loss. He is set to sign for another club. We don't know who that club is just yet. My bet, probably Chelsea, from the way that things have been going recently. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Marquinhos could yet leave the club on loan in January. There are suggestions that Arteta has been exceptionally pleased. I know for a fact that this is true. Arteta has been bowled over by how good Marquinhos has been. But when it comes to January and Arsenal potentially look to bring in a wide player to help compete with the forward line, Marquinhos is going to need more regular game time that won't be necessarily as available as it was with the Europa League group stage. Therefore, a club wants to make sure that he's still playing and therefore he will most likely go off and play first team football somewhere, be that in England, potentially be that abroad. It won't be Wolves <laughs> after the relationship broke down with them, with this player, if you know the story about how we signed Marquinhos. But uh, yeah, Marquinhos is potentially set for a loan move away from the club in January to ensure more regular playtime after they have been exceptionally impressed with what he's done so far. Charlie Patino uh, is close to returning for Blackpool. He, of course, got injured in his first start for the team, but he's very close to return to full fitness and could even be involved tonight. Uh, the expectation is it's more likely he will play against Millwall next weekend, um, which is really, really positive. Uh, and also, I wrote a piece yesterday breaking uh, some news around Charlie Patino that there is indeed a recall clause in his contract, meaning that Arsenal could bring him back to the club in January if they wanted to. Uh, it's something that Arsenal put in most of, if not nearly all, of their loan players' contracts, which means, yes, the likes of Fuller and Balogun would have a, cut, uh, a clause that would allow them to bring him back in January. So Charlie Patino could be re recalled in January if they felt that was the right move. However, he's going very well at Blackpool. Blackpool love him. Uh, they've really needed to get him back to full fitness so he can come into the team a lot more. But uh, some good news regarding him and more control for Arsenal regarding his loan move. Our headline story of the day, though, is Partey is said to be back in full training, according to James Benj of CBS Sports. Um, Partey has been obviously missing for the majority of the last few matches uh, and Arsenal have suffered in his absence. Lekonga has deputised to a level, um, but unfortunately not been able to replicate some of the performances that Thomas Partey has, of course, brought to the Arsenal first team. So him back in full training, potentially in contention for the Brentford game on Sunday, would be a massive return for the club. I wouldn't rush him back. We need to make sure he's fully fit for that Spurs game. So if we can avoid risking him for that fixture against Brentford, then do it. If not, and we need him for that match, then fair enough. But maybe be careful, bring him off, rest him, protect him because we're going to need him for that game against Tottenham on the 1st of October. And that rounds off all of today's first story. So without further ado, we're going to go to part two and your questions in the chat box. So without further ado, let's do that after this short break. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As mentioned, you could win the biggest, um, possibly the biggest, if not the biggest, Arsenal bundle on football prizes that they have done thus far. You can win all of these things. We, one person, wins all of this. A Robert Pires signed and custom-framed shirt. A Freddie Umberg signed and framed Arsenal shirt. A Dennis Bergkamp signed and framed Arsenal shirt. A Tony Adams, Charlie George and Liam Brady signed and custom-framed Arsenal shirt. Two tickets. Hospitality. To Arsenal against Zurich at the Emirates on the 3rd of November. Two hospitality tickets to Arsenal against Brighton at the Emirates Stadium in the Carabao Cup. A 22-23 Arsenal home and away shirt. A Ray Parler signed Arsenal montage. And a Paul Merson Arsenal shirt signed. Woof. How big of a prize is that? So if you aren't already involved, already caught with the tickets have gone, which means there's around 150 or so left. There's an early bird price if you get in there quickly. Do not miss your chance to get what is one of the most exciting Arsenal prizes I personally have ever seen. So there you go. Get involved. Link in the description down below. Let's go to your questions. Uh, Afsar says Thomas Partey is playing for his country, isn't he? He has been called up to play for Ghana over the international break. How much he will play is another question. I was talking to Bailey about this the other day, and he raised the point that saying that because he's the club captain, even if he wasn't to play, him being in and around the last international kind of group before the World Cup would be important. Of course, um, that will hopefully um, come through as, as as him being fine over the international break. So that's, fingers crossed, going to happen. Answer says, how do you know if you've won? Good question, actually. You know, uh, basically, they do a draw on Facebook. All the information is in the link that I provided in the description. If you read through all the terms, conditions, all of that, um, the, the prize will be drawn on their Facebook page um, on 8.30 on the Football Prizes website on Monday, the 19th of September. So there you go. That's how you will find out if you win. So Football Prizes Facebook page, live drawing for that competition. Um, Christopher says, any idea why we couldn't just reverse the PSV fixtures, as in we play away this Thursday, and at the home when we play away would have stopped the fixture congestion? Christopher, you raise an excellent question, and I honestly don't have an answer for you. Some people have suggested the reason why that couldn't happen is because of the, like, uh, the, it, because people have already booked travel or that people would have to book travel quite late. But I mean, you've cancelled it. You've already cost people their travel. You've already cost people that commitment. Surely it would have made sense as soon as this was going to happen to try and flip the fixtures. Arsenal apparently really wanted this to happen. Like Arsenal were trying to do everything they could to get this fixture fulfilled. It just wasn't possible in the end. For me, I don't get why a game like the Chelsea game is allowed to go ahead the day before and then this one isn't when it's the only European game in London taking place that day. I don't know, but it's just the way that it is. 
Um, Mysterious Billionaire says, offside is actually very easy through technology, but the costs involved implementing everywhere is a problem. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about all the cameras. It needs a ridiculous number of cameras to implement the automatic offside system, and it's going to be put in place at all, you know, so many different uh, stadiums up and down the country. It's going to be multi-million pounds, potentially more, you know, to, to actually get this into the... The thing. Um, let's go to uh, Lynn. Uh, good morning to you. I uh, hope you're doing well, my friends. Uh, Owen says, especially as they told all the PSV fans to travel as normal. Yeah, really frustrating. Charles Watts. Hello, mate. Um, is this actually Charles Watts or is it someone that's created an account that's Charles Watts? <laughs> if it is Charles Watts, hello, Charles. If it's not Charles Watts, stop impersonating Charles Watts. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Uh, and says, too many logistics to be taken care of. Would have to readjust so many things for that to happen. Westmid says, what's your prediction for Sunday? Um, go and check out our preview show tonight. Coming out a little bit later on. Um, Eight o'clock tonight, live show preview, looking ahead to the game against Brentford. So do tune in if you want to find out about that even more. Um, Forever an Arsenal man says, hi, Tom. Bit worried we might have to forfeit the PSV home game. Um, I hope that we won't, but where they're going to input that fixture, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. So let's wait and see. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe we find a way of, of fitting it into a fixture somewhere or we have to postpone the City game or postpone the Brighton game. There are two suggestions that have come forward. We'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen. Um Ben says, surely they could have done the PSV game behind closed doors. Ben, apparently that still takes up a police presence because you can have fans kind of congregating outside the ground. So they still need a security detail. It still couldn't have gone ahead, apparently. So there you go. Charles Botts says, Michael, that's excellent. <laughs> Bradley says, any chance we could just forfeit the Carabao Cup and play? Why would we do that? Why would you forfeit a cup game? The Carabao Cup is a league cup. I, I really don't like it when people undermine a cup competition as much as say it's worth just throwing it away. Sorry, Bradley, but no. Uh, Isoa says, isn't Arsenal being top of the league this long refreshing? It is, but by Sunday we might not be. Of course, both Spurs and Man City games are going ahead, so it might be that we're not top of the league come Sunday. Uh, Roy says, during the Wenger era, if Arsenal were top of the table after six matches, wouldn't we be looking forward to more than just fourth place? I mean, you've just answered your own question, I think, Roy, during the Wenger era. I mean, if we're talking about the Wenger era of when we had the Invincibles, then yes, we would have been. If we're talking about the Arsenal when they were playing in the late late noughties, early 2010s to mid-2010s, then no, we wouldn't. It's I think you've answered your own context. It's all about the different era. Uh, and the Arsenal we're talking about right now have had six fixtures, one of which was against a big six side. I think we need to now see how we respond I'm not talking about title challenges. I'm not talking about getting more than top four and a Europa League victory yet. There's more context that needs to happen. What's the point in setting yourself up for a, a full six games in? There isn't any point to setting yourself up for a full. So let's see what happens. Uh, Jakobsen says, hey, Tom, uh, do you ever worry about Smith Rowe's fitness? Yes. <laughs> not necessarily even talking about injuries, but many times he comes on, uh, he lacks stamina and physicality on and off the ball. He is still only 21. And I suppose this is the thing. Like He's still a young player and he's got a lot of minutes for a very young player. But I am worried about him. I am worried about his Arsenal future. How he's going to get into the team over Odegaard and Martinelli and potentially even Fabio Vieira in the future remains to be seen. But he did score a lot of goals last season coming off the bench. He is quite good as an impact player sometimes when you need him. So he's got to work back. He's got to work his way into the squad. And 
it's part of a big team that you're going to have players that are unfortunately left out, left on the sidelines, don't get as many minutes as maybe we hoped they would because you have to be ruthless. Uh, Ayush says, Tom, if cricket can have um, the the hotspots and the Hawkeyes and stuff like that, uh, I don't think automatic offsides would be that more expensive. <laughs> Ayush, I think you might underestimate how expensive this is. And you have to remember that the football teams aren't paying for it. It would be... Um, I imagine the authorities that would have to pay for it. And we've got to a stage where the clubs are actually richer than the competitions themselves sometimes. It's a very strange dynamic. Uh, Carl says, my regular pre-match question, Tom, if you were holding two training sessions this week, what would you train? Well, Carl, talking from my expert coaching standpoint, <laughs> well, I don't have. Um, what have been the main issues so far this season? Let's go. Let's answer this question this way. Arsenal have been really kind of left open on the counter-attack. So if it's possible to teach and coach a team, which I don't know if it is or not, Clive would know better than me, how to better defend when you've overcommitted at times, maybe that uh, one-on-one defending potentially, two-on-one defending. You know, we've been in these scenarios where we've had one defender, two attackers coming towards our goal. Maybe that's something that needs to be coached a bit more. So Carl, with my lack of coaching knowledge, I hope that has answered your question. <laughs> but I'm the wrong person to ask. Michael says, isn't there a forfeit rule in UEFA or is it considered an exception due to circumstances? There is forfeit rules in UEFA, hence why Spurs forfeited their game against, I want to say, Wren, I think it might have been. Was it Wren? Potentially. Um, so yeah, there is a forfeit rule and uh, it's a problem. It could be that Arsenal end up forfeiting the game. There isn't a con- there isn't kind of a feeling that they will forfeit the game at the moment. There is a feeling that another game in English football, either the Brighton game or the City game, will be postponed to fit in the PSV game. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Aribi says, uh, Tom, with the Marquinhos supposed low move, who would you suggest we get as competition for Saka? Uh, it needs to be someone who is, in my view, capable of playing in a wide area and in a center forward role that's why i liked the pedro neto links he can play across the front three i think it has to be someone who can do that job who that is remains to be seen i'd like a pedro Gonchalves. i really like him as a player can play in the middle can play in the wide areas can play as a number 10 if you need to or a second striker i like him a lot uh, but ask me again in january let's see what kind of profiles of progressed over the point until that part of the season uh Olu says hey tom looking at how vinicius junior rodrigo and eddie have improved recently uh, it's amazing seeing eddie and ketty are put alongside rodrigo and vinicius junior uh, do you think fans are getting increasingly impatient with young stars the problem is is that there's so much hype and so much publicity around young players these days that when they come through we find out everything about them before their 17th birthday you think of, is it uh, Mukoko who plays at uh, Dortmund? We think about Martin Odegaard, who was at Real Madrid when he was 16. We think about this Endrick, who's currently at Palmeiras, this 16, 17-year-old Brazilian wonder kid. You know, we know so much about these players before they even hit adulthoods that by the time they get to 20, they've been around and known for four or even five years. That's the problem that we have. And I think that we get impatient because... Four years is a long time in football, a long, long time. But going from 16 to 20 in football is, you know, you're still a very, very young player at 20 with loads more things to learn. So, yes, I do think that we are getting increasingly impatient. And that's a result of the extra publicity and focus on players at an even younger age than they were 10, 20, especially more than that. So, you know, that's, I think, why we are we are more impatient now than we ever have been before. 
Um, Benji says, Tom, do you find it worrying that we're losing too many staff members? We need to add more scouts and instructors, in my opinion. Um, Benji, there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and a recruitment that happens that sometimes gets overlooked and missed. We have actually brought in a number of scouts for the domestic leagues, for France, for Spain, for Germany. We've brought loads of them in uh, in the last 18 to 24 months. So I'm not concerned about people moving on because Arsenal are adding significant quality in terms of talent identification as well. So don't be too concerned by that yet. There are a lot of people being added to the staff as well. Uh, Matt says, have you ever thought about having guest hosts while you're on your honeymoon, Tom? Uh, Matt G, yes, I have. However, I am an incredibly, ridiculously bad control freak. And the idea of that actually scares me, even if it was someone that I trusted wholeheartedly. And I have thought about it, but there's going to be content for you at 8am every morning. So don't you worry. Hopefully, nearly every morning at least. There's going to be stuff for you, Matt. So don't worry. But I am a ridiculous control freak. So, yeah, it's it's it would be tough for me to kind of relinquish hosting duties. That's for sure. Uh, Isoa says, what's an acceptable number of losses in the league to guarantee top four? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, let's have a look at the Premier League table from last season. How many games both Chelsea and Spurs uh, ended up losing? Let's have a quick look. 2021-22. Chelsea lost six games. Spurs lost 11 games and still finished just three points behind third place. And that's the thing is that Liverpool lost two games last season, which was less than City who won the title. If you want to be title winners, you can only afford to lose two, three, four games, really. A lot of draws, you know, eight for Liverpool, six for um, Man City in 21-22. It's, you know, you just can't fathom the idea that Arsenal would only lose two or three games a season, seeing as we struggle to win away at big six teams quite often other than Chelsea these days. So that's the level. But to get top four, Chelsea lost six games. I think that we lost 13 last season. We need to try and get us into single digits, really. I think single digits should be the target for losses. You know, that's a significant improvement on the 13 that we had last year. Too, too many losses. Uh, only three draws. And we need to turn a lot of those losses into draws. You know, Chelsea had 11 draws last season on top of their six losses. So if you can turn those losses into draws, all of a sudden you're picking up extra points. Three extra draws last season rather than a loss would have seen us get uh, rather than losses would have seen us get into the Champions League so we need to make sure that we are turning a lot of the losses that we had last season into at least a point uh, Max says Moheda Olu says Clive I'm loving these suggestions for potential backup hosts but Clive and, and Mo are far far too busy people and I would not burden Clive with hosting his own morning show Clive is a brilliant answer of questions. I wouldn't want to burden him with the, <laughs> the duties of hosting. Uh, Paul says, Tom, I miss your article on who you'd like to see as competition for Partey. Could you go over that again briefly? I mean, I can leave you a link to it in the chat. I'm not going to read through it all now, but I'll leave you a link to potential Partey replacements in the chat box. So there you go. That's in the chat for you to go and check out if you want to go and give that a read. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, would you play Marquinhos instead of Saka on Sunday to give us something different? No, I would play Saka. I'd have Marquinhos on the bench and bring him on. It's as simple as that. 
Christopher says, backup hosts? You mean competitor hosts, right? Yes, no backups. No, we're not okay about backups here. We don't do a backup. <laughs> we only do competitors, and that's why I can't have one come on, because I would be too scared of them out-competing me for the hosting role. Ayo <laughs> um, says, Tom, who do you think hypothetically might be a better Quidditch coach? A football coach, a handball coach, a rugby coach, or a basketball coach? Isn't it not called Quidditch anymore? Didn't they change the name? I, I swear I saw a story about that. Um I imagine you'd think, I guess you'd think a handball coach would be, right? Because it's more of a round ball. So, yeah. I mean, what kind of question is that <laughs> for an Arsenal morning show? Um, Roy says, missed out on the live show where other vlogs were discussed. In my opinion, yours is by far the best. Oh, thanks, mate. That's really kind. I didn't read that on purpose, I swear. <laughs> it's, I literally just pick and point and click uh, at comments. But thank you, Roy. That's very kind indeed. Um Arta as Lyle says, I'm sure I've seen articles about nine-year-olds being the next Lionel Messi. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when we signed that Leo Messo? I think he was like seven or something, you know, ridiculously young. Yeah, we, it's ridiculous, the coverage of kind of these young stars coming through. I remember the article that when we signed Charlie Patino from Luton in his early teens, you know, said to be the next whoever. He's going, he's going well, really, really well. But yeah, there is far, far too much kind of hype around teenagers these days. And that needs to be that needs to be tempered, in my opinion. Far, far too much pressure gets put on these young guys and girls, of course, way too soon. Way, way too soon. And that needs to be able to stop. Um, uh, Matt says, Tom, is it my mistake? Or did you previously mention that Football Prizes competition was also open to others outside the UK? It is open to others outside the UK. It is tricky, though, I think, to do it. The, the, the way I think that I know a lot of people in the US do it is they use PayPal. So use PayPal if, you, if you're outside of the UK and you want to get involved with football prizes. If you do it through PayPal, you should be able to buy tickets without a problem. Um, Oli Roll Six says, I'm not imagining a show in the afternoons where people review the quality of Tom's efforts in the morning show. <laughs> the raw reactions to the morning show, the tactical breakdown of Tom's presenting skills. Yes, I would get ripped apart, I'm sure. Because apparently I waffle too much at the beginning of shows um my microphone goes high and low uh, too much um anything else i'm too mean to trolls in the chat <laughs> maybe that's what would be my critics uh king says how many points do you think we'll get in the next five premier league games uh let's have a look at arsenal's fixtures so we've got brentford tottenham liverpool leeds city so big five games. Of course, that City game could get postponed in place of the PSV game. We'll have to wait and see. So Brentford, I think we can win. Spurs, I think we can win. Liverpool, I think we can win. Leeds, I think we can win. City at home, genuinely, if we play like we've played, I think we can win. I'm not going to say 15 points. I think 11 is probably more realistic. Um but we have a chance of winning all those games. And what a great place to be. What a great feeling to have, knowing that you can go into games against sides like Liverpool and Man City and still have an air of optimism that you can get a result at home against those sides. I have that optimism, especially if we have players coming back from uh, injury, like Thomas Partey in particular. It's great having that feeling. It's great having that excitement around Arsenal again and feeling that, you know, we can really go and win these games. 
that's an amazing thing to have. And I'm glad that Arsenal have got that winning feeling and that excitement back at the club because it's absolutely key. Um, Dan says, Tom, I've not entered football prizes. There's no point anyone else entering as I've already won. Let's face it. Oh, I have entered, he says. Dan has won a ridiculous number of our prizes. And so it's up to you to try and beat him. Don't let Dan win another prize. He's won like signed a Bamiyang montages. Was there a, a shirt as well? I think you've won, Dan. Yeah, you've got very, very lucky indeed. Uh, Dan George says, do you think we've got one more transfer window of big spending to get it right? Spending will have to stop sometime and revert to a one-in-one-out policy. Um, I think that there is obviously always going to be spending to a certain degree at Arsenal in modern football. But you're right in saying that there needs to be a shift in the five, six, seven players that Arsenal have to sign every window. We need to get a point where we're looking at the likes of City and Liverpool that only bring in two or three a season. I imagine Liverpool are kind of starting, though, to head towards that big overhaul because they've got a lot of ageing players and they will need to go out and spend a lot of money on overhauling the midfield and the defence at some stage because they've got ageing players in the group. But yes, I do think that Arsenal will lean more towards better selling uh, selling players that maybe we don't necessarily want to see sold, but we might not be able to say no to some of the offers that come in for those players. Um, Kieran Tierney, Emile Smith-Rowe, um, you never know what end up what might end up happening to players like that. I know it seems mad to try and think about those guys moving on, but you think about big teams, they've let big players go, um, even if they've come through their academy. It's part of what is getting to the top. If, t- if players aren't playing, they're going to want to try and move to get more game time elsewhere. And it's just part of being a big team at the top of the table. And that's where we want to be. So you go, oh, Paul Merson kit, says Dan. There you go. Um, let's go to Benji. He says, do you think the media will ever start taking us seriously? Do you think the players will be able to handle that kind of pressure? Uh, I don't think we need to worry about everyone taking us seriously. I'll tell you what, you know, when I was in the press box at Old Trafford, the feeling was that Arsenal were the better sides. The feeling was is that this Arsenal team are still something very special. Um, and no one's, I don't think people are genuinely taking Arsenal or underestimating Arsenal. I think there is an element of, you know, whipping up a bit of a storm to provoke Arsenal fans' reactions. But overall, I think that the feeling is that this Arsenal side is is highly appreciated, very well respected, and there's a air of uh, anticipation about what they could do this season. So let's see what indeed does end up happening. Um, let's scroll up. I feel like I would have missed a lot of questions. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> there's some really funny comments. I sometimes feel like I just can't read that one out. Um, Black Kid says, uh, we could have drew that United game and got a point. I mean, yeah, we could have obviously got a better result had we maybe have been, I don't know, we could have been a bit more resolute in how we approached the game after we got the equaliser. So, yeah, it's a fair point. Absolutely, we could have turned that result into a draw. Um, Let's go to Fuad, who says, I don't mind selling our better players so long as we replace them with similar or better quality, unlike when we didn't during the Wenger years. It's about making sure that if a player moves on, that you've got the relevant cover and that the players you're bringing in are of a level that are quality. This is why I say about no more backups. I don't want backups at the club anymore. Uh, Max says, Tom, I would not forgive Arteta and Edu if Graham Potter gets the best out of Amari Hutchinson. I would be crazy upset. I mean, we look and say Arteta and Edu, but ultimately he had a year left, or maybe even less than that, on his deal remaining at the club. And if he doesn't want to sign a new contract, he doesn't want to sign a new contract. I don't think we can just turn around and point the finger at Arteta and Edu and say, hey, you, 
Stop playing Erdegaard and stop signing 34 million pounds attacking midfields and stop playing Saka and stop playing all these guys. Play Amari Hutchins. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can just, you can't be held to ransom to a, a young star that's not necessarily, you know, shown yet that he is of a starting quality. I mean, he's gone straight into the Chelsea under 23s. You know, I don't think he's gone on loan. He's not playing in the first team. Maybe he'll get called up for some of the Carabao Cup games. We'll have to wait and see. But we haven't seen anything from him as of yet. And, you know, and because of that, I, I'm i not particularly concerned. Um, did he go on loan, Amari Hutchinson? Um, no, he didn't. He didn't go on loan at all. So he's still there. Nothing changed, which makes me, again, just ponder why on earth he decided to go. I don't know what the money difference, the financial difference was with him. He's probably seen the likes of following Balogun get a ridiculous amount of money, even though he's not yet a senior at Arsenal. And, and maybe he was that. Maybe that was it. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Actually, I'll be back this evening. I'll also be back at 10 a.m. this morning over on the Arsenal away. So go check us out over there. As I mentioned at the start of the show, don't miss out on this ridiculously mental prize. Link in the description, as always, to check out how you can get involved and how you can end up winning it. Um, other than that, I will see you at 10 uh, this morning. I will then see you at 8 p.m. this evening for the preview of the Brentford game. And other than that, it's been a genuine pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.